The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the 2020 Busted Open Awards. Myself and WWE Hall of Famer Bully Ray and I, all the categories. Wrestler of the Year, Moment of the Year, Moments that were voted on by the Busted Open Nation. All that right now on the 2020 Busted Open Awards on the Busted Open Podcast. Yeah! That's right. The 2020 Busted Open Awards. This is always a big deal, big ceremony, and obviously some breaking news that we're talking about on the show as well. Uh, Come March... Peacock Network is taking over the WWE Network here in the U.S. Also, there's some news surrounding the NBA, uh, the NBC Sports Network as well uh, and how that's going to affect NXT moving forward. But this is huge for the WWE Network. I mean, they are going to be a part of the Peacock streaming service for NBC. Billion-dollar deal for the WWE. Locked in for the next five years here in the U.S. And that means a lot more new eyes, Bully on the WWE Network and their documentaries and other shows as well. So this is going to be very, very interesting moving forward. And, of course, Bully changes the landscape of the WWE. You excited about it? I am very excited about it. I'm excited about the potential. But I'm more excited, Bully, about our next award, and that is Breakout Star of the Year. This is a tough one. Thunder Rosa and join us. Oh, go ahead. Bully. Wait, wait, wait. B- before we bring Thunder Rosa on, I, I just want to give a little background into this category. Okay. When me, Mark and Tommy and Gabby and Ed and everybody else who had a say in the voting, the nation, this is the only category nobody had a say in because you basically threatened us. When it came to Breakout Star of the Year, you said, the answer is Thunder Rosa. I don't want to hear anything from anybody else. I don't care about your effing vote. I invented this show. I'm giving her the award. And that's it. That's right. I I completely agree. (laughs) I'm not going to hide my feelings. I actually told Ed, do not email Bully, Mark, and Tommy about this category. Though I do think, Bully, that both you, Mark, and Tommy would would vote this way as well. And as you said, the winner and joining us now on Busted Open is Thunder Rosa. Congratulations and welcome to our award show. Thank you guys so much for this award. It means so much coming from Busted Open Radio. I mean, you guys are pretty big. You guys got me coming a lot here. And um, I mean, I wouldn't expect less from the nation, right? Listeners to like, Vote for Thunder Rosa. I busted my ass last year, honestly. 
and and what a year it was and it really was a year think about it like you know in back in january which seems like a lifetime ago in january 2020 winning that nwa women's championship and then getting the opportunities on aew and then being the highlight whenever you were on on aew dynamite and now everybody excited for what's going to happen next week with your match with Britt Baker, but Thunder Rosa, it really was a story that was told over the course of 12 months. Yes, it was. It was. And it still is actually, it's like the saga continues like 2020, I feel like is extending to 2021 and certain aspects of my career, but um, we're working hard and we keep doing our thing. And um, I'm really happy that uh, people are recognizing the hard, the hard work that um that I have been putting in and outside of the ring. And I'm really thankful for, for this award. You're looking forward to mixing it up with Britt Baker. Oh, hell yeah, dude. I was brushing my teeth and I was just thinking how that, <laughs> how my, this is going. Yeah, of course. Of course. You know, talk about like how life has changed for you over this year. Not that people didn't know who you are, but it was a small pocket of people that knew who you were in 2019 and, you know, being a part of NWA Power as well. But then jumping from that to to now being on national TV, I mean, how is, has that changed your life or the way people perceive you over the last year? I feel like they treat me more like a superstar. I went to an indie show on Saturday here in Texas to uh, he's a, one of the sponsors for Mission Pro Wrestling. And like fans were kind of like hesitant to like say, can I take a picture? And like, it was just weird. Cause before they were like, Hey, Thunder Rosa, what's up? And then, or like, they'd be like, Oh my God, I used to see you on, on, on this like shows now. And I see you on TV. Wow. What an honor. And I'm like, dude, I'm the same person. You know, <laughs> it's, it's just, it's just the vibe changes with, when people see you on national TV, then when they see you like in your local indie show. <laughs> What's it been like for you with AEW? Like, you know, coming into that world, not officially signed, you know, you know, you walked in at first with the NWA championship. Like, what was it like walking into that locker room for the first time? I feel like, you know, you, you know that you have to, my thing is like, okay, I'm just doing a job, you know, I'm just going there for a couple of weeks and I want to go back and do my thing. Um, it, it, uh, I'm, I have a pretty big mouth, so <laughs> I should have just got in there and just be like, hi guys, nice to meet you. I knew a lot of the girls, but I was like, I saw a lot of things and I'm like, you know, there's a lot of potential for good things in the women's division. Let's, let's talk, let's do something. So I'll go to like, you know, training and try to help out some, some of the girls, you know, and like when I saw some, some things that, with people that I felt comfortable, I talk, you know, so it was always like, I, I have something positive to bring to the women's division. Um, and I, I never kept my mouth shut. So, um, yeah. Do you feel but, like your big mouth has gotten you in trouble or has helped the women's division? I mean, I guess it could have gotten me in trouble if people were like, who is this girl, you know, telling me what to do or what, or like the feedback regardless, you know, I don't, you're not even signed, but it was like, no, I care for, for you being on TV. I care for your match to be good. And this is what I, me as an expert, this is what I saw. Maybe we can work something together on training or whatever. I'm here. I don't know for how long, but I'm here. And um, and I feel like with with certain individuals, like we we worked and we talk and like, and I like the fact that now when we're not training or whatever, they send me a video. Oh, I've been working on this thunder. Thank you so much for the feedback. You know, it's really uh, inspiring me to do more or or stuff like that. So it's a 
being a, a positive role model in, in, the, in the locker room, and it, it helps too because they show that you care. I always care. Everywhere that I go and work, I care. It's the, uh, if I'm there, if they hire me for something, I'm part of that at that moment. So um, if I see something that I know it, it can be better, I will definitely say something without, you know, being disrespectful also. So um, I, I don't know, Billy. You know, I care and I love women's wrestling. And I just want everyone to to have time on national TV because I'd rather have a 10-minute good match on national TV than a three-minute that, you know, it's nothing. So I don't know. That's, that's my thing. And every time I'm, I'm on national TV or even on dark, I... I tried my hardest and my best to have the best match uh, that I possibly can. Were you surprised by how popular you got by the fans? Like it's one thing to be on NWA power, winning that NWA champion women's championship, but like how people demanded to see you on AEW. Did that take you by surprise at all? Um, no, I mean, I don't want to be like pompous or nothing, uh, but no, because I knew I had it. I knew uh, I just needed the right moment and the right platform, and that was going to happen because it's organic. It wasn't like people was were forced to see me or they were pushing me up the throat. You know, it was, it was organic, and um, and everything happened at the same time. So they were seeing what I was doing outside of the ring, and then what I was doing in the ring. So I think that helped, and um, that's what I've that's what I've heard from a lot of the fans that I need all over the country is that they like me. Not only they like what I do in in the ring in, in uh, TNT, uh, AEW, but also what I'm doing outside of the ring. They're very um, taken by it. Like, they're like, you're different. Thunder Rosa, one of the things that me and Dave were talking about last week was during COVID, uh, it's very easy for wrestlers to get ring rust and and how quickly ring rust can set in if you're not working all the time. So, you know, the talent in NXT ha- obviously has access to the performance center in AEW. Uh, th- that really doesn't exist, but there are various wrestling schools or uh, areas in Florida or QT in Atlanta or, or, or Booker and Dustin in Texas. So my question is, do you have access to a ring? And if so, how often are you able to get there um, every week and do you feel it helps you? Um, so during the COVID, well, how I stayed, how I stayed uh, active was doing MMA. That's what kept me like super fresh and like um, my conditioning was great. Um, then I started working with AW. I was doing a lot of the stuff when we had training at AEW. And now I have my school with Jazz and Rodney. So I'm coaching three times a week, which I Honestly, like it's helping me so much. I didn't think it was going to help me this much. And then I go whenever I want, I go, I have my own ring. So I have no excuse. I go with my son and we practice things together. Uh, If not, I invite some of the advanced students to work on um, certain stuff together. So I have, I have access to the ring. You you mentioned training at AAW. What is that? What does that comprise of? Um, Dustin is actually our coach. Uh, we, uh, train, um, Wednesdays and Thursdays. And sometimes, uh, if we come in early enough, we can go on Tuesdays for about two hours a day. I mean, I am, I was thinking about this last week. I'm like so blessed to have somebody like that training us and training me. Um, because you know, you never stop learning from, you know, from the moment that you start training to your first day of training to like, you become a star, you should always train to be, to be the best and to, and to stay in, in good shape because the, the fans deserve that. And he is so wonderful with all of us. And I think a lot of us are um, really moving forward and, and, and doing a lot of strides on, on some of the stuff. If we had more time, I think 
it will get better about that faster. But what we have, I, I enjoy it and I show up all the time. When, when you say us, are you referring to the women or does Dustin offer training open to anybody in AEW who wants to come down? Um, the ladies that are signed to get trained and the, the unsigned talent, they also get trained. So uh, we are, we're all getting we're all getting uh, training. Okay. 2020, obviously, as you just found out by getting this award breakout year for you, what was the one highlight that stands above all else this last year? This last year, man, um, I think it was like, what I will say is uh, having that first Mission Pro Wrestling show and and being able to uh, do something completely different that has never been done in the wrestling business because it's it's just so, it was such a special moment when um, when I cut the, the last speech at the end saying that this is just the beginning um, for, for a lot of us. And, um, and I think that really like is setting me apart from a lot of talent. I'm not saying just because, you know, I'm, I'm running a indie pro- independent promotion, but it's like what really, what we're really standing for, which is, uh, you know, equality. And um, I don't know, man, I'm, I'm really enjoying the, this journey. I'm having a lot of fun and I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I wake up every day like saying, okay, yeah, I got to do these things, but it's, it's, it's on my own terms still in a way. And, um, and I love it. And I, I wouldn't change anything regardless of any other issues that I had, that things that are not in my control and, and, um, and even not being signed at AEW, like it, it, again, it's like having, having NW allowing me to work with them. It's just like, it's such a blessing. So, um, I'm I'm really happy. And what's the future with NWA? Because there's a lot of talk about NWA power coming back, Thunder Rosa. Well, I'm just waiting for them to tell me the dates. <laughs> <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. You know, you've been awesome, you know, all of 2020 now going into 2021. You're always so gracious with your time. And uh, I'm so glad that you won this award. Like, I, I, I got to say, I had no influence on this at all. You know, I, I wish I had more influence on you winning this award, but it was a joint it was a joint effort by everybody. So uh, again, 2020 breakout star of the year, Thunder Rosa. Thank you so much and congratulations. Thank you guys, and just keep keep watching uh, my journey. It's not hasn't even. I don't feel like it's like in the middle. It just keeps going and going and going. And I'm super proud of absolutely you guys for always giving me some time on in, in your in your show. Like you don't have to, but you always you're always so kind and gracious and, and for, you know, Dave, for going out of your way to like meet me and stuff, you don't have to do that. And you're super sweet. I, I really do appreciate all the support. Positive and negative, you know, my name's still out there every week. So it's so good. <laughs> hey everyone, this is former NFL linebacker and current Sirius XM NFL radio host, Kirk Morrison. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, Total Coverage. Each week, I'll be joined by some of the greatest minds in the game as we explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. Whether we're breaking down player techniques, game plans, or coaching philosophies, we'll explain the details that define our favorite performances. New episodes will be available every Tuesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. Our next category, and this is right in your wheelhouse, Bully, and that is Tag Team of the Year. 
Woo! Some great nominees, Bully. Devon Eriks, Bailey and Sasha, FTR, Street Profits, Hangman Page, and Kenny Omega. But there can only be one winner. And that winner is... The Dudley Boys! Oh, what oh, you no. know, it's <laughs> Bailey and Sasha. <laughs> Good one. That was my pick. Yeah, that was your pick. And, uh, and I think that this might have been... Across the board pick as well, Bully, from everybody, Bailey and Sasha. And that's not taking anything away from these other tag teams. The Von Erichs, fantastic. And what they've been able to do with MLW. Hangman Page and Kenny Omega, your champs for most of the year. The Street Profits as well. FTR bringing the rules, if you will, to AEW. But Bailey and Sasha dominated. I mean, Bailey and Sasha not only dominated. Uh, for SmackDown, they dominated across the board on every show. They found their way on every single show, and I thought they did a phenomenal job as your tag team champions. I agree. I enjoyed everything that Bailey and Sasha did this year. I think they were deserving of the award. Not a traditional tag team, but they uh, performed like a great tag team this year, both in the ring, on the mic. So good job by the ladies. And you want to know something, too. It started as a team and a friendship, and that friendship eventually broke between those two, and they and they parted ways. And what a great story they were able to tell in 2020. And I think, you know, the one good thing, Bully, as we're starting to do these categories, you're starting to remember some of the bright spots of this past year. Again, like coming out of 2019, everything seemed bright in the world for professional wrestling. And, the, of course, the world came crashing down in 2020. As we always say, pro wrestling was always there. And I think as we go through these uh, segments, there were a lot of bright spots in pro wrestling in 2020. Also, we got the breaking news this morning about the Peacock streaming service and the WWE Network and how in the U.S. that's going to be the WWE Network being absorbed by Peacock. And a lot of people want to talk about it. And a lot of people want to talk about these moments of the year as well. And somebody who is a runner-up for number one fan, and that's Lindsay in New Jersey, joins the show. What's going on, Lindsay? Good morning. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Bully. How you guys doing? We're awesome. What do you want to talk about this morning? So uh, I wanted to say, like you said, Dave, kind of one of those bright spots of 2020 uh, something that I found to be surprising but really great was how much SmackDown improved. I thought this year uh, was markedly better. Things started, obviously, you had Roman Reigns' great, great storyline anchoring the whole year. And then the Bailey and Sasha feud was great. And then, you know, these past couple weeks, they've been sprinkling in this great, great talent that they already have Big E, Cesaro, Sami Zayn. Um, and I would say if you were going to give an award to most improved show of 2020, I would give it to SmackDown. And you know what? That's not one of the awards, but if it was, it would be hard not to give it to SmackDown, Bully, because Lindsay's absolutely right. When you look at where that show was in 2019, again, joining Fox in October of 2019, it, it really, in a lot of ways, Bully, has become the flagship show for the WWE. You know, you say that a lot. Um, I know that's probably in your opinion, but uh, I'm sure in the eyes of the WWE, Raw, Monday Night Raw is still the flagship, although we seem to enjoy, not seem to, we definitely enjoy SmackDown more than we do Raw on a uh, 
on a weekly basis. Big face-to-face tonight, I guess. Drew and Goldberg face-to-face. Hopefully we actually get Drew McIntyre and Bill Goldberg and not uh, Gilberg yeah, and, Gilberg. <laughs> Gilberg and uh, um, that that little dude dressed yeah, up. Yeah, I, I don't even which... know. I don't even know what you call that. And and Lindsay, thanks for the phone call. And Lindsay, as always, thanks for all your support this year as a Nation member as well. You got it, guys. Love. And Lindsay's take care. Right. Brush your hair. And Lindsay's right. SmackDown very very improved. And you're right. There's a. It should be a big Raw uh, tonight. The last Raw before we get to the Royal Rumble this weekend. It's crazy, but you know. The road to WrestleMania starts on Sunday with the Royal Rumble, Bully. This is going to be a very odd Royal Rumble, very different than we're used to with the Royal Rumble, uh, but it's a significant Royal Rumble as we get closer and closer to Tampa and WrestleMania 37. I'm just as interested in the Rumble this year as I am any year. I'm The, the WWE and, and every company so far, uh, NXT, AEW, yes. they've all been doing the absolute best that they can uh, without fans there. I mean, if if you were ever going to try to get some fans in in the that, that the baseball stadium that that they're at for Monday um, for uh, the Rumble, I, I hope they try. I mean, they, I don't I don't see any reason why at that venue they can't start pumping in some fans. They're all going to try to get some for WrestleMania, right? Well, for I, I don't I know yeah I don't know what's taking place. I, I'm not expecting anything uh, for Sunday because we're right on the verge of Sunday. But absolutely for WrestleMania 37, bully. I mean, uh, they're the, Triple H has said it publicly. They're kind of taking a nod for what the Super Bowl Super Bowl is taking place same venue that WrestleMania 37 is taking place at. Um, the NFL is looking for between 20 to 25 thousand fans. For the Super Bowl, they're also uh, giving free tickets to 7,500 uh, frontline workers that have already been vaccinated. Great, great job by the NFL that are also going to be in attendance as well. So you're looking at about close to 30,000 fans uh, for this year's Super Bowl. Uh, no reason why the WWE can't do that as well. We saw that uh, at Lambeau Field uh, yesterday and also uh, for the Chiefs. Uh, Bill's game as well. There was fans in attendance. And man, does it help. It really, really helps. Obviously, you're not talking 75, 80,000 fans. We're not getting that. But even to have, you know, 20, 25,000 fans safe, socially distanced, listen, people are starting to get vaccinated. We're getting closer and closer to that light at the end of the tunnel, bully. Um, I think we're going to see a significant amount of people at this year's WrestleMania. This is Nicole Auerbach, and I want to invite you inside the Coaches Clubhouse, a brand new podcast from SiriusXM that examines what drives coaches on and off the sidelines. We talk to coaches from all different sports and all walks of life about their passion for the profession, their mentors, philosophies, and stories, and also what they care about when they're outside the spotlight. We'll give you a unique perspective on some of the greats in their profession, from Olympic coaches to Super Bowl champions and everyone in between. New episodes out every Wednesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. Let's get back to the awards, and I think a very big one, and I think it was almost like the comeback of this as well, and that's Feud of the Year. 
And I really do mean it, Bully. I think 2020 was a comeback for feuds because we've talked a lot about on this show throughout the years that's almost become a lost start. It's like a series of matches to a pay-per-view, and then the pay-per-view gets blown off. That was not the case in 2020. Some longer storylines, and maybe that had something to do with the lack of crowds and attendance. I don't know what it was, but it was truly the return of the feud in 2020. But... There can only be one winner, and that winner is Randy Orton and Edge. And I truly do think that this was uh, the feud of the year. Some great feuds, amazing. Bailey and Sasha, awesome. MJF and Cody. Uh, Pat McAfee and Adam Cole, a very close second when it comes to this category, I feel. Jericho being able to put our Orange Cassidy over to another level. But Randy Orton and Edge, I mean, as you always say, old school rules and new school tools. And I think this is definitely an example of that with Randy Orton and Edge. And Edge, we were lucky enough, Bully, to have Edge on several times joining us here on Busted Open. Let's go back to one of those times when he talked about Randy Orton. You know, I, I push Randy, and I push Randy to his his capabilities, but he doesn't even understand his capabilities because Randy just does. He doesn't think, he doesn't need to think. He just has this innate instinct that comes through three generations of doing this. And, and I've, I've, I don't know if I've ever seen anybody to his extent. Kurt Angle is close coming from where he came from, but Randy is he's special man, but he doesn't realize how special he is. Uh, me coming back, I think I can reinforce that and, and, and push him to be what he can be. That being said, I needed him to see if I could do this because coming back after all that time, sure. I want to get in there with, like I said, Alistair black, Austin theory, you know, Damian priest, angel Garza, uh, Cesaro guy. God, there's so many guys I want to get in there with, but I needed to start with Randy to see where I was at, to be in there with someone who I know is just so damn good, but would also push me. Uh, think about what you hear in that in that segment. Again, that was from our interview back in the summer of 2020. And he said that, man, I, I, and it goes back to what you said earlier in the show, Bully. You know, Ed saying, I needed Randy. Yeah, there's a lot of talent in the WWE, but I needed him. Also, on the other side, Ed said, I had to push Randy to be who I knew what he is. I mean, you, you couldn't speak it any clearer than what Ed said in our interview, Bully. Um, all he's doing is echoing the things that I've been saying on this show for a long time. I even kind of went a little head-to-head with Steve Austin on this, if you remember. Not trying to prove a point. I'm just trying to reinforce how this business works. Everybody needs somebody. Nobody gets over on their own. You can only get over to a certain level. Yeah, if you give somebody a microphone and five minutes of of ring time, they can go say what they say, and they can be a lot more over after that five minutes than they were before they went to the ring. But eventually, you need to stand across from somebody. And Edge needed Randy, and Randy needed Edge. And that's why it worked so well. You can pick any talent 
in the world that you might think is the most over guy, they're going to eventually need somebody to take them to the next level. I'll give you a great example. Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega is super over, right? Yes. Kenny Omega has not found the right guy to take him to the next level yet. Jericho, Jericho was definitely a significant springboard for Kenny. I'd say that Chris was probably, uh, uh, Chris probably propelled Kenny to higher, uh, to, to a higher perception that he's ever been. Like I look at Kenny much differently after a feud with Chris than Okada Omega. But Kenny now as that uh, AEW world champion, and I know he's going to go out and he's going to, you know, probably be a belt collector and get a belt here and a belt here. That's all fine and good. You could put a million belts on him. That still doesn't mean that the right person is standing across from him to propel him to the next level. Getting propelled to the next level doesn't mean wearing another championship. It means having fans more emotionally invested in you. Dusty never needed a championship around his waist to be the one of the most beloved uh, wrestlers, entertainers that we ever had in our industry. But how did Dusty get there? Because he always had the right guys standing across from him. That would force Dusty to cut those uh, passionate promos. So Edge and Randy works, and it worked for every reason we just discussed. Yeah, and, and he mentioned like an Aleister Black. He mentioned a Damian Priest. He even mentioned an Austin Theory, which would have definitely taken, like you just said about the, the uh, Kenny Omega Jericho, definitely would have taken those guys to a different plane. There's no doubt about it. But you're talking about something that really dominated the world of the WWE in 2020, Bully. And Randy Orton has that special something, Bully, that even when you hate him, you still love him. Doing the pose. You know, the RKO is a, is, a, is a famous finisher that fans love to see. So you're in danger of fans just cheering for Randy Orton because it's Randy Orton. I think the only guy that could truly get Randy Orton hated to the level that he was hated to being our heel of the year is somebody like Edge. I think if that was anybody else but Edge, you would not have gotten the response you got. And you talk about responses you got to go back to when Edge returned at the Royal Rumble last year. That was the beginning of the story. And I'm so glad that Edge had that moment that propelled to this feud between Randy Orton. Because everybody was excited about that return of Edge. It shows you the love and passion that fans have for him. And again, grew the hatred for Randy Orton. Uh, Is Randy Orton's hatred going to grow? If you don't have edge to do it to, uh, they've tried. It's not going to be on the same level. It's just not right. He can, do, uh, you could take any baby face there. Let's just say Ricochet. Cause I know he was in there with him for a hot second. Randy Orton could beat the shit out of Ricochet and people are going to probably cheer because it's Randy Orton and Randy Orton's a superstar. And probably one of the last superstars that was around during that attitude era. Um, you do it to Ricochet nobody's going to care because there's not enough emotional investment in Ricochet, the man. Yes, there's emotional investment in Ricochet's moves, but we have to believe and love him. We believe and love Edge, 
That's why it worked so well for Randy. Hey, everyone. This is Lisa Ann, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, The Lisa Ann Experience. This is my chance to share with you my experiences, past and present, including how I went from living in the fantasy world of adult films to talking fantasy sports on Sirius XM. Each week, I'll introduce you to some of the people I've met on my journey and invite friends on to help me read through the endless ridiculousness that lands in my inbox. New episodes are available every Wednesday on the SiriusXM app and Apple Podcasts. But it is now time, Bully, for Comeback Wrestler of the Year. Bully, this is a tough one. I mean, you look at every one of these nominees, you can make a case for every single nominee on this list. First, Eddie Kingston's been around for a long time, finally getting an opportunity on national TV. He took advantage of it. MVP coming back. Of course, we saw it at the Rumble, his appearance at the Rumble, but it led to him being the leader of the Hurt Business and watching him every single Monday night. Deanna Perrazzo, you know, getting, you know, at the beginning of the year, at the start of the pandemic, you know, losing her job in the WWE and then finding a second life with Impact and winning the Impact Knockouts Championship. Randy Orton, I know people are saying, Randy Orton, what are you, nuts? Randy Orton, this was a comeback year for Randy Orton, kind of on the back burner and then becoming our heel of the year for 2020. Er Eric Young, that guy was in obscurity in the WWE. I mean, he was lucky just to, at times just to appear in a loss on WWE programming and then going to Impact and winning a championship. But there could only be, Bully, one winner. And that winner is Deanna Perrazzo. Congratulations to her. And joining us now is your winner of Comeback Wrestler of the Year, Deanna Perrazzo. Hey guys, this is the Virtuosa, your two-time Knockouts champion, Deanna Perrazzo. And I just wanted to say thank you so much for nominating me and awarding me with Comeback Wrestler of the Year 2020. It means so much to me to know that there are people supporting me and wanting to see me succeed through all of the trials and the tribulations that 2020 threw at me. But I came back on top better than ever, and I cannot convey to you how much all of your continued support through this past year has meant to me. So here's to 2021 and even more success. Thank you guys so much. You know what? What she just said in her acceptance speech is the reason why I think she truly is the comeback wrestler of the year. She talked about the trials and tribulations. And you know what? That could be not only disheartening, Bully, but, it, you know, it could you could lose your passion. You could use your, lose your love for the business. And you know what? And I'm sure she went through a period where she kind of, you know, fell down, where she might have lost her way. But it wasn't long, you know. And to come back and go to Impact Wrestling, and put all that stuff in your rearview mirror and redefine who she is as a performer and a person, definitely deserving of Comeback Wrestler of the Year. She got my vote because of the things that I kind of know that went on that I guess most don't know. Uh, and Deanna has alluded to it a little bit. When I hear about the trials and tribulations that she went through, I'm sure it's that time in NXT, that time right after NXT. You know, trials and tribulations for wrestlers can take on 
different shapes, sizes, problems, concerns. You never know what it's going to be. And sometimes a wrestler can be their own worst enemy. You know, just like Thunder Rosa talked about her mouth getting herself into a little bit of trouble, um, I'm sure that Deanna probably contribute, contributed to her trials and tribulations also. However, this is where the comeback in my eyes comes, comes in. I think Deanna has learned and she has matured. And I can hear it in her voice every time she's on the show with us. I think she knows that it's a 50-50 deal. Listen, yeah, sometimes a company will drop the ball on you. Uh, and sometimes they, they, you will actually be the one that fumbled that ball. Um, I'm sure in her case, it was a little bit of both. But she got through it. I think she humbled herself. I think she's matured in the business. But most of all, I believe she has learned. So uh, I believe she deserves the award. And I look forward to seeing more of her uh, really strong matches in Impact Wrestling. Uh, hopefully, we get to see Deanna and mix it up with maybe one of the AEW girls. Maybe get a Deanna versus a Serena Deeb or something like that. And I uh, uh, wish her all the best. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned that as well because when she was on with us, she said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm willing to face anybody. And this relationship now with Impact and AEW is only going to help that roster more. And I'm very, very happy. And, of course, the other nominees as well. So many great uh, comebacks in 2020. And, you know, I, I guess anybody can relate. You know, when you lose your job, especially at a time during a pandemic, but she was able to come back bigger and better than ever. Hey, everybody, this is Fran Fraschella, host of the podcast World of Basketball. The game of basketball has truly become a global game. Markovic fires it in to Mickey, and somehow it goes in. Each week, I talk with the players, coaches, and executives who have led the way in growing the game of basketball around the world. Real Madrid have stolen victory from the jaws of defeat. Episodes are available every Thursday on the Sirius XM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. I'm very excited about this next category, Bully, because it's a good one, and it is Match of the Year. Bully, a lot of great matches. Hard to choose, but when it comes to picking one of those matches that were the nominees, I'm going to have to go with one, and I know most of the nation will as well, because you can only have one winner, and that is... Hangman Page and Kenny Omega against the Young Bucks at AEW Revolution. And some people claim, Bully, that that may have been, and though it's only been a short existence, maybe the best match in AEW history so far. Well, congratulations to those four guys for winning in this category. They did not get my vote. They came in second in my eyes. Okay. So what what did you have as your pick for match of the year? Walter versus Dragonoff. Hard to argue. Um, I mean, I think that's like most people that talk about that match, Bully, I don't think anybody has a bad word to say about it. I know you're not big into the star ratings, but Dave Meltzer gave that match a five-star uh, rating, and it deserved it. NXT UK, I mean, as close to a perfect match that you can find, especially in 2020. Again, all these matches are fantastic. But Hangman Page and Kenny Omega and the Bucks, this was, and, and Bully, we've talked about this many, many times, not a big fan of that style, but what they were able to do with using psychology, and, and, and Kenny Omega 
you know, being a tag team partner for Hangman Page. I mean, just a wonderful match. And again, really significant. I went back and watched AEW Revolution over the weekend, Bully. And a lot of people bring up the Royal Rumble back in January as that last big event before we got hit with the pandemic. But AEW Revolution at the end of February, you know, in Chicago, that was the last big event in front of a live crowd. And re-watching that, knowing what was going to happen in just two weeks' time, it really kind of breaks your heart. But, you know, as we get through 2020, I think we'll get closer and closer to where we were at the beginning of 2020. So congratulations again. Match of the year for 2020. Hangman Page and Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks at AEW Revolution. Hey everyone, this is former NFL linebacker and current SiriusXM NFL radio host Kirk Morrison. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, Total Coverage. Each week, I'll be joined by some of the greatest minds in the game as we explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. Whether we're breaking down player techniques, game plans, or coaching philosophies, we'll explain the details that define our favorite performances. New episodes will be available every Tuesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. The next category is Wrestler of the Year. And for this category, Bully, we're joined by our tag team partner, WWE Hall of Famer, the world's strongest man, a world champion in not one, not two, but three different sports. And that is our very own Mark Henry. Mark, good morning to you. Good morning, gentlemen and lady. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Well, I'm glad Uh-oh. that Mark was able. It's good to know that certain things don't change, like Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. 20 years later, it doesn't change. He's still in the Super Bowl. And we have Mark Henry, a part of our 2020 uh, Busted Open Awards, especially for this category, because, guys, it's a big one, and that is Wrestler of the Year. A lot of nominees, gentlemen, for Wrestler of the Year But as I always say, there can only be one winner. There can only be one. (laughs) There can only be. And that winner is Sasha Banks. Oh, my God. (laughs) Wowzers. Wow. Now, I I do. It's not shocking. It's It's not not shocking. shocking. Now, it was my pick. Bully was Sasha your pick as well. Well, I'll get to that when we're done talking about things. I I, I want to discuss something about Sasha in depth. Okay, all right. We'll do that. But now I do believe Ed Robinson, our producer, I do believe that Sasha Banks sent a message in knowing she won Busted Open Wrestler of the Year. (laughs) Wrestler of the Year by Busted Open Radio. I mean, duh. Of course I am. I already know that I am the superstar of the year by Sports Illustrated, but 2020, I just took over. And 2021, (laughs) it's just getting started. But thank you guys for the vote. Don't need it, but I appreciate it. (laughs) Bye-bye. She doesn't need it, but she got it anyway. And she is right. 2020 was her year. And she accomplished a lot in the year. And Mark, was Sasha your choice for Wrestler of the Year? 
Man, I it was that, this was a hard one for me. You know, wrestler of the year. There was so many things that happened. I thought that um Randy Orton had as good a year as in 2020 as he's ever had in his career. If 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 you would have said that Randy Orton Randy Orton had a normal existence until 2020, I would have said he, I don't know about normal, but this year you could put up there with his best ones. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre, like 2020, he didn't have the full year. I think that's the thing that separates Drew from everybody else. It was, you know, Royal Rumble, you know, catapulted him to the top. And then he rode that wave. But there were a couple of times in the middle of the year where – um Drew didn't disappear, but they, you know, they, they, the emphasis was on other things, and those other things superseded him. The, but you're right, Dave. The entire year, Sasha Banks, um, whether it was involved in the tag stories, whether it was involved in her championship stories, uh, who she faced, it did the job. And I would, my pick. My pick would have been Drew because of the significance of what he did, not the quality, I mean, the quantity of work. But nobody worked more and nobody worked more significant significant, significant than Sasha Banks. I, I agree with you. And, and Mark, you're right. Like you can't, you can't take anything away from Drew McIntyre and how tough it must have been you know, being a champion and not having any crowd in front of you. I'm glad he had that moment at the Royal Rumble at the beginning of 2020. But Bully and Mark as well, there was a lot of arguments in the beginning of the year, especially I remember at the start of the pandemic when it came to Charlotte. And I made I made the declaration that, that Charlotte was head and shoulders above any other woman in the WWE. Bully and, and you too, Mark, were like, we agree with you on uh, what you said about Charlotte, but take a step back, LaGreca. It's, it's not closer. head and shoulders. And both of you brought up the name Sasha Banks. I have to say, when you look at 2020, Sasha Banks really stepped up this past year. Uh, I definitely agree. And you asked me earlier about who I voted for. And what I'd like to, I'd like to address Sasha Banks fans right now. This goes directly to you. I want you to know that this was very close in my eyes because I could make an argument for just about anybody on this list. But I did vote for Sasha. I did vote for Sasha. And there was one reason, one very specific reason that I believed Sasha deserved this award. And Sasha Banks fans... The reason is because Charlotte wasn't on the list. That's why. Wow. Wow. Bling. <laughs> well, the reason that Sasha, that, that, the reason that, that Charlotte wasn't on the list is for a better part of the, the year, Sasha, uh, Charlotte was injured and she was at home. And she yeah, didn't I'm put in a body of work that Sasha put in because Sasha, you know, thank God stayed healthy and, and, and didn't have the away time. Um, I, I, I look at him, Dave, you know, as, as much as 
we both believe that so- that that Charlotte is the best overall package of a woman in pro wrestling. I think that it's a lot closer now. I think that this year proved that Bailey and Sasha and Oscar uh, not only are they durable and not only are they close to Charlotte, but I think they're equal. I think that you can wow. flip a coin and just pick one and see who's the best because the quality of work speaks for itself. I mean, you, there's no holes in their work. There's no there, holes. Everybody that they work with comes out better once you work with one of those women. When you said she was head and shoulders above and me and Mark disagreed, that that's because Sasha was a lot closer to Charlotte's level than, than you truly were able to see, D, Dave. And what Mark is saying now is absolutely true. The gap has been closed even more. And I believe the gap has been closed between Sasha and Charlotte because of Sasha's confidence. I see a much more confident performer in that ring. And the more confident you are and the more calm you are, once you get to that Shawn Michaels-esque level of performing where you can go out there and not think about it one minute and just go out there and be you and do you, that's when true greatness comes out. I would love to see Sasha and Charlotte back in the ring with each other again because i truly believe you now you know how we were talking about randy and edge needing each other on a lot of levels and then when you get them in the ring is when it really shines Mm -hmm. sasha and charlotte could really benefit from one another right now and moving forward let me ask you this guys and this is a legit question you know, Mark, you mentioned that Charlotte was on the shelf for most of 2020. If she wasn't on the shelf, would Sasha have gotten the opportunities like she did in 2020 if Charlotte was still active on the roster? I don't think so. I think that Charlotte would have been involved in every main issue because of her talent and because of her abilities but also because of her psychology and her lineage. Like, everybody knows that if you see the name Flair on the uh, card, that you could get a two-for-one. I mean, like, this is li- this, this is not live wrestling, so um, you weren't going to get tickets. But her name means a lot. And we found out that during the pandemic that – you, you don't have to have a, a room full of people for the company to make money because they made more money because they spent less money. So, I mean, you look at it from a business point of view. Um, I feel like uh, Sasha and Bailey and uh, Oscar, they moved up because they got to grind it out and be on every show almost on SmackDown or on Raw. Um, That's funny now saying SmackDown as the dominant show rather than Raw. I I just caught myself like (laughs) SmackDown is the show now. It's SmackDown and Raw. It's not Raw and SmackDown. But the the whole point of it is they moved up and um, Sasha is the, the champion because of her body of work. But I, I think that, yes, to answer your question, uh, Charlotte would have been uh, 
um, it would have been a Charlotte show, for for the lack of a better term. And Dave, it's it's always uh, hard to answer a question like that when it comes to the wrestling business when you discuss opportunity. Your question was, would Sasha have had as many opportunities in the WWE if Charlotte was still around last year? Opportunities like the one that Sasha got happen all the time in wrestling. Guys and gals get hurt. Uh, contract things. You never know when your opportunity is going to come. An opportunity in the wrestling business doesn't necessarily come just because you're the best at what you do. Sometimes opportunity happens because the best fell off or the best got hurt. And that's when you have to step up and prove that, go ahead, you're popping. What's up? No, because look at what happened last night with the NFL and what we're going to see at the Super Bowl in two weeks. Tom Brady sat behind Drew Henson in, at Michigan. Uh, Tom Brady, the only reason he got an opportunity in the NFL as a starter was because Drew Bledsoe got hurt. This guy, you know, Tom Brady was a sixth-round draft pick, and right now his first appearance at the Super Bowl was in 2002, and he's going to be in the Super Bowl in 2021, almost 20 years later. He's the greatest quarterback of all time, but he only got that opportunity because Drew Bledsoe got hurt. But there's also, in wrestling, the same as the Tom Brady story, there is people that have unrecognized abilities. Tom looked like the toothpaste when it comes out of the tube when he was in high school. And when he went into college, he looked pretty much the same. Yep. Nobody developed him. No, like it. It took for him to get to his junior year, or whatever. Yeah, his junior year, for him to say, you know what, man, I need to do. I need. I need to do this. I can't rely on everybody else to get me ready. I need to get me ready. And he started training, and it was like the Rocky Four training. Like he really rose to the occasion, and he was ready when the opportunity came to him. Same thing with being a six-round draft pick. He's sitting on the bench holding the clipboard, and he's doing what the coaches want him to do. Hey, run, go, and call the press box and do whatever I need to get done. But then Drew goes down, and they like, Tom, put your helmet on. Come on, we need you to – and he was ready. That's what happened with Sasha. Sasha, she she was not carrying a clipboard. She was an elite already, but she took the ball and she ran it down the field and scored and did it with flair. You heard that. You heard the the interview that she just did, accepting the award. It was it was Sasha Banks. Yep. It was arrogant. It was confident. It was yeah. I should have. Yo, you see all the work that I did. You see how many people I beat? Yeah, she was she she knows it. And that's what makes you great. And I do uh, and I do agree with you, you know the conversation last week about uh Charlotte being the best in the ring which I I stick by that Charlotte is one and Sasha is 1A. Um fans are able to emotionally connect with Sasha better than they are with Charlotte. 
that I completely agree with. Charlotte almost she she she's almost like she's so high up. It's almost like Charlotte is the queen, but Sasha is the princess just waiting to knock the queen off her throne. Well, you know what? In 2020, she did because not only did Sasha Banks win Women's Wrestler of the Year, she is the absolute wrestler of the year for 2020. So, Sasha Banks, congratulations to you. Hey, everyone. This is Nicole Auerbach, and I want to invite you inside the Coaches Clubhouse, a brand-new podcast from SiriusXM that examines what drives coaches on and off the sidelines. We talk to coaches from all different sports and all walks of life about their passion for the profession, their mentors, philosophies, and stories, and also what they care about when they're outside the spotlight. We'll give you a unique perspective on some of the greats in their profession, from Olympic coaches to Super Bowl champions and everyone in between. New episodes out every Wednesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. This category I'm really looking forward to because it's busted open moment of the year. And myself, Bully, Mark Henry, and Tommy Dreamer, we did not vote on this at all. This was all about the busted open nation. It's a lot of great busted open moments. Mark Henry getting drunk at the SummerSlam party is a great one. Obviously, the chair dance competition with Tony Katane and Conrad Thompson. But, Bully, as we know, there can only be one winner when it comes as voted by the busted open nation. Moment of the year is when I got banned from AEW by Cody Rhodes. The nation got that one right. And joining us now, yeah, hat rack slut. And joining us now to celebrate the busted open moment of the year is the one and only Cody Rhodes. Cody, welcome to the busted open awards. I am, I am so very proud, and I'm really proud of you, Dave. Just because this award is as much yours, really, as it is mine as it is AEW's and you're going to have to look at everything your your entire experience getting into wrestling if you think about it you were just this kind of bland characterless faceless nameless stark kind of just personality just generic white guy you know that that who who knew what you could accomplish when you were going to these Roosevelt Mall signings i'm sure i signed for you a hundred times and you waited in line and now here you are You've got your own little show. You're getting the rub from these major stars like Bully and Mark, and you bring me on here every now and then when you do a little shot in the arm. And I am just, gosh, I am proud of you, you son of a bitch. This is a big deal. Uh, I uh, I don't even know if the band is something. This, this is a big deal for you. How do you feel? Well, I mean, first of all, you say little show. We are the number one sports show on Sirius XM, and we debuted on podcast form at number one. So I don't understand when you say little show. But, yes, the, you know, this is 50-50 between you and I. Um, listen, I went back and I watched some of the Star Wars movies. I told this to Bully. I watched Star Wars, and I watched Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. And I did this, you know, in, you know, right after watching Go Big Show and watching AEW Dynamite, and they changed, they changed the movies. Now I'm seeing like, you know, Han Solo didn't shoot first, and the explosions are different, and Jabba the Hutt is now on, you know, Star Wars. Like, I mean, what is going on here? How you cannot be what? proud about this franchise when they change the movie? How can it be a classic when they go back and change it? 
Well, you might want to call 1997 back when they decided to change these movies because the rest of us have been living in a Star Wars utopia, especially now with everything, with Clone Wars, with Rebels, with Amanda frickin' Lorian. And I appreciate you mentioned Go Big Show. Uh, my guest, you know, my, my other panelists there, Jennifer Nettles, Snoop Dogg, and then, of course, Mandalorian's own Ahsoka Tano, Rosario Dawson. Twelve million freaking people have watched this show, so it's anything but Lil, if you, if, if you catch my drift. But, yeah, nothing with you and me will ever be 50-50. This is really all your award. You earned it from just being – being who you were, being the kind of turncoat one day, oh, I'm all about WWE. Next day, it's all about AEW. I appreciate it every time I'm on the call. You, you, are, you have been on my list for now two years of my least favorite, least favorite journalist personality in all of wrestling. And now I think you're right there at number one. You and Justin Barrasso, you guys are kicking it back and forth. You guys are right there. And I'm just, I'm just proud of you. God, I'm proud of you. I, I'm just, oof. Well, it's good to know you feel that way because a lot of fans feel like I'm on your payroll because, God forbid, AEW Dynamite's my favorite show of the week and everybody thinks I'm getting paid by AEW to say those words. But I truly do love what you're doing on Wednesday nights. Um, my, my daughter is a big fan of the Go Big Show, so, you know, I'm forced to watch that with her every single week, Cody. But seriously, man, I mean... Listen, this is something we our names are linked together forever because we have this special moment between our names are linked. They're linked together forever. I, I think our names being tethered together isn't exactly what you think. If somebody comes to a show and yells, you suck at me in the crowd and I look at them for point one, two seconds, we're not linked together. You and I are never going to be tethered together. If there is a physical award for this, please tell your entire room of producers who is on this Zoom call. And I don't know why you need so many producers for your show. I have no clue. Please let them all know that I don't want my name anywhere on this. Misspell my name because you and I are not tethered together one bit. But I, I really appreciate you... Oh, I think we lost. Did he get so angry that he hung up again? We are trying everything oh, we can to keep it being the best show. It's an absolute blast. And hopefully in 2021, more and more fans can come back and experience it live. Well, Cody, I mean, when you when you're the number one show, you need a big entourage. And that's why I have this entourage here on Busted Open. And Cody, we appreciate you're the number. You're the number one show because of Bully. And because of Mark, it has so like if you were walking down the street, it's just I'll give you the you know, it's the airport test. Oh, bully. Can I get an autograph? Oh, Mark, world strongest man. Can I get an autograph? Generic white guy here in the middle. Can you take a photo of me and bully and me and Mark? It has nothing to do with you. You're just you're just white bread, Roosevelt Mall, Long Island, whatever the hell. Just I'm a Jersey. Just, I'm a Jersey guy, Cody. Jersey. Well, it's the same thing. You still had to go to Roosevelt Mall. I'm sure you went, stood in line, stood in line and met me a bazillion times. And now we have to we have to accept you. That's a big problem with wrestling. We have to accept everybody. You have social media. Everybody's voice is the same. And now we have to accept you into our world fully as if you're some sort of equal and you're just a hoe. I mean, that's the best way to put it. You're just wow. a hoe. 
Well, I mean, I mean, at least you don't have those LaGreca heads in the audience throwing you off when you're on the microphone during Dynamite. Cody, uh, once again, appreciate the time. And again, our names are linked. Congratulations on winning Busted Open uh, Wrestler of the Year. Uh, congratulations to the baby on the way. If you need any tips, anything about changing the diapers, just give me a call. I'm more than happy to help. I'm available to you 24-7, my friend. There's a short list of people I would contact for tips. Short list. And and you're just you're you're not on it. But I appreciate that. I found out before we came on the air that you had a child and, and Bully said it was a wonderful, wonderful child, which you know, you can see things are born out of situations. You wouldn't expect that. That's amazing. And I hope I can, you know, enter fatherhood uh and and, and do the exact same thing. I appreciate the offer. Thank you so much, Dave. Thank you. Cody, thanks for coming to our, our award show today. You guys got an award show coming up this Wednesday, don't you? We do, and it is uh, going to be on uh, Bleacher Report, and I was it's very exciting because this award show, you know, like I don't know how much inside baseball this is, but this award show was an idea from our partners at AEW on, on TNT, the Warner Media folks. This was an idea. They presented us, they produced it, they sent the crew, uh, and they worked with Tony Khan on it. And I just really appreciate all that crew at Warner Media. It's very much a lot of the same crew who helps with Go Big Show because it's great to have a, a good partner in the space uh, and someone who's proud of what we're doing as, as AEW on Warner Media Networks. And that's why I really enjoyed it. They, they got to do everything, and we just got to sit back, Shivani and – Britt Baker hosted it. They got us, you know, we got to sit back and accept some awards, real physical awards. So that was, that was cool. Real, real treat. And two big weeks of AEW, AEW Dynamite the next two Wednesdays, obviously this week, and then Beach Break mm-hmm. next week on AEW Dynamite. So must watch TV Wednesday night for AEW Dynamite. Cody, thank you so much for the time as always. Thanks you, Bully, and thank you all of the Busted Open producers, all 55 of you, everybody at Sirius. Uh, thank you, Mandy, who's always on these calls to make awesome. sure Dave doesn't go off the tracks. I appreciate you. I accept my award humbly and look forward to the next year. Thank you all. All right, Cody. Right, And, and, and I'm sure I'm accepted back. He didn't say it physically, but I'm sure I'm accepted back to AEW Dynamite. I'm sure he's lifted the band, though he didn't say it. I think, I think he got that point across, Bully. By listening to him on the show today, is that what you got from that phone call that he lifted the ban? I, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that that's what happened. He called you like the most generic person in the world. Well, I mean, he, he has a knack for coming on this show mm-hmm. and just making you his, you know, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. You take it too. You Are, smile when he does no, it. We're we're linked together forever. We're winners of those awards. We're linked. Dave together and Cody, forever. Cody and Dave, Cody, Cody and Dave, Dave and Cody, Cody and Dave, Dave and Cody. All right, that was busted open moment of the year as voted on by the nation. But we have one more category to do before we say goodbye, and that is wrestling moment of the year. You know, 2020, for a lot of different reasons, extremely, extremely tough year. But those were definitely some amazing moments throughout our community, the pro wrestling community. But there could be, as we always say, only one that we can choose for the award for wrestling moment of the year. And that is the Brody Lee tribute show on AEW Dynamite. And 
Unfortunately, Bully, we've had a lot of those tribute shows over the years. But, you know, man, what a touching, touching show in tribute to the life and career of Brody Lee. And I think a fitting winner for Wrestling Moment of the Year for 2020. Kind of a no-brainer. Obviously, um, not the moment we had been hoping for. Um, but I think AEW and everybody in AEW I th- did a phenomenal job with that show. I think the entire wrestling industry did a phenomenal job paying tribute to Brody, one of those guys that you didn't find one person out there who had something negative to say about him. A genuine great dude. I continue to enjoy to see what AEW is doing with his son. Um, Yeah, Uh, I'm glad that this award went to Brody, and uh, we will continue to speak very highly of him in his memory. And uh, and hopefully, Brody Jr. follows in his footsteps. Yeah, and and we lost, you know, we lost the man at the end of December, just at the end of the year of 2020, bully. And then you look at the 2020 of him, you know, making his debut on AEW, and you know, doing it in front of, you know, no crowd because because of the pandemic, and you know, like you said, not expected you know, out of nowhere. Um, But what an amazing job the whole AEW family did. And you could see that they are truly a family. And they did a a, a wonderful job with that tribute show in honor of the man. And, of course, the character and wrestler, Brody Lee. And Bully, just going through those moments as well, um, it was a a tremendous year, 2020, in pro wrestling. Though you're going to look back at it and say it was one of the hardest and one of the worst years in wrestling. When you look back at some of these moments, you know, every company did the best they could in 2020 to make it an enjoyable product for their fans. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.